Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. As you might have noticed from the title, I'm having fun today, and I'm calling this Surviving the Slumpy Sock Syndrome. Now, I had to look up the word syndrome to make sure I was using it correctly, and it seems that I am. What is the Slumpy Sock Syndrome? You know, when you put on a pair of socks and then you put on your shoes and you start walking around and one of those socks starts slowly sliding down and sliding down until it's down in your shoe and you can't even reach it. I'm calling it a syndrome because syndrome actually means, well, a group of symptoms which consistently occur together. But the second definition is a characteristic combination of opinions, emotions, or behavior. And that is what happens when that sock starts to slide down. So, of course, this is going to be a metaphor for dealing with things in life. But think about it. You put on your socks, you put on your shoes, you take a few steps, and then you realize that one or both of your socks are going to be creeping down. Now you have a decision that you can make right then. Do you want to sit down and take your shoes off and change out your socks? Or do you want to try to motor through the day and see what happens? Obviously this happened to me recently, otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it. My situation was that I didn't really have time to sit down and go through that whole thing of changing out. And so I decided that I would try to motor through. By the time I got to my car, the sock was almost entirely down in my boot. And I thought, all right, I'm going to live with this and see what happens. By the time I got to work, it was all the way down and probably just hanging on to my toes. But it didn't hurt. It wasn't impeding me in any way. It felt a little bit weird, but it wasn't causing a huge problem for me. It just gave me an idea for this podcast. But I got to thinking about the little things in life that niggle us and what we do about them and how big we make them. Now, I could have done a lot of things. I could have gone back and grabbed another pair of socks and taken them with me and changed at the office. I could have gone to the office and I could have made a big deal about how I was suffering with my slumpy sock. I could have taken off my boots and put the, and taken off my socks and put the boots on without socks. Or if I wanted to be really dramatic, I could have just spent the whole time reach, trying to reach down into my boot and pull the sock up every five minutes. Because once one of those suckers starts slumping, they're not going to stay up. So you're always reaching down and pulling them up. Now, if I had been wearing something where my socks showed, it would probably have been a whole different thing. I probably would have taken the time to change it in the first place. But they didn't. And the truth was, is I was wearing these boots where I couldn't reach the sock anyway. In the greater scheme of things, I decided that it wasn't that big a deal. Now, you might think I thought it was a big deal because I'm doing a podcast on it, but it was one of those moments that made me think, oh, I can use this. I can talk about how we deal with seemingly minor problems or how we make them too huge. The thing is, if I had decided that I wanted to continually pull those socks up, I probably would have done it when I was walking. I would have tried to pull that sock up while I was walking, and I probably would have tripped. I also would have looked very awkward. 
I would have made a bigger deal out of it and perhaps caused myself, if not discomfort, possible injury by, you know, keeling over in the middle of trying to pull up a sock. This got me thinking about how much drama I put into my life, how much drama I assign to seemingly small things, and when that drama is maybe a little bit appropriate, and when I'm just having drama because I want to have drama, maybe I want attention, I don't know. I could have made such a big deal about the whole sock thing, but I chose not to. And it was actually a conscious decision not to say anything. I did mention it to one person because I was coming up with the title for the podcast. I wouldn't have mentioned it otherwise. It actually became a little bit of a discipline to live with this little annoyance and see where it took me. And that took me to looking at the little annoyances in life and what they mean and what we're meant to do with them or about them. And it seems like it all depends on, A, where we are in our day and how we're feeling, but how well we deal with discomfort and how much discomfort we are able to overlook or to motor through. Now, there's two sides to that. Sometimes we can be uncomfortable and just deal with it and move on. And sometimes we put up with discomfort when we really shouldn't and we should be taking care of ourselves better. Okay, so let's look at the kind of things that we can sort of overlook or allow to run in the background and not feel like we have to do anything about. Now, if you haven't listened to my uh, podcast called There's Nothing to Fix, you might want to check in with that. This is a little bit different because much of the conversation in that podcast was about dealing with the outer world. What I'm talking about today is dealing with our own internal discomfort Uh, about ourselves, about our bodies, about our feelings. And they are similar, but different. I guess when it's our own stuff within ourselves, that's when we get to decide whether we want to change it. Because in that case, we are not imposing ourselves, our will on other people. We are figuring out what it is we need to feel comfortable, to function well, to you know, walk through our day without being totally distracted by things. Now, if that sock had really been bothering me, maybe causing pain because it was putting too much pressure on something, if it had been distracting me in some way, I would have done something about it. I would have taken off my boot and fixed it or whatever I needed to do. But it was just there It wasn't the best thing in the world, but it wasn't awful, and it wasn't getting in my way. So I was able to let it be. It occurs to me that I might be partly talking about a perfection syndrome that we have in this country where everything has to be neat and tidy, and we can't have anything that looks like it might not be exactly what it's supposed to be. Now, I understand that some people just couldn't stand to have that sock slumped. I I, I get it. But why? If you thought about why does it bother you? Is it because it's physically uncomfortable or is it because it's just not perfect? That's just something to consider. There's no judgment here. The other thing this made me think of is like, okay, if I'm willing to walk around with only with one sock slumped, and you know what? I realized I couldn't have done it if both of them were slumped. 
I could not have done that. I would have had to do something about it. But I was able to walk through my day with that one sock in a really weird position. It made me start thinking about how I treat myself in other situations, the seemingly small situations where, oh, it's okay if I have a little bit of a headache, or it's okay if this happens. It's okay if this isn't quite the way I I want it to be. Um, it's okay if maybe I'm working a little bit too long. It's okay if I'm a little bit too tired. It's okay if I'm just don't eat quite as soon as I should. That's what it got me to thinking about is all the little things that I am maybe able to ignore, or you might be able to ignore. And in doing so, don't help yourself. And in probably some cases, start to do yourself a little bit of harm by not taking care of yourself. Now, remember, this is a subtle thing we're talking about. We're not talking about how we sometimes abuse ourselves by not eating or not getting enough rest or, you know, all of those kinds of things. Talking about like one or two days where I don't get enough sleep and then I maybe think that's okay and then I realize I don't feel good because I didn't get enough sleep. Rather than trying to motor on and keep that going, what I should do is go sleep, get that rest. But what this has really brought me to is thinking about what is really important in my life. Now, if you were to ask me what's important in my life, I would be able to tell you several things is to take care of myself on the you know bigger scale to um, have meaningful work in my life, to have people I can rely on, that sort of thing I know. But the little things are the things that escape us. So the question is, what are the important little things and are you aware of them or not? And if those little things aren't being met, how do you react or respond to that? Now, I have a little thing. There's this thing that I I bake and I put it in the refrigerator and I eat a piece of it in the morning. And I put that in a container in the refrigerator in a certain place in the refrigerator. And if that thing is moved, it drives me crazy. I immediately put it back where it belongs. Now, I don't have any any form of OCD at all. I'm a very relaxed person, and mostly as long as I can find something, I'm okay with it, but don't move that. And I I think it's funny, but I think it's also part of my comfort zone because I'm not a morning person, so in the morning I don't have to think about it, and I can just go get it right where it is. So that's important to me. And I don't think it's because I'm being just so picky. It's just like, because I'm not a morning person, I need those first like half hour, 45 minutes when I'm awake to be easy for me so that I don't have to think very much. I can just do my routine things. And then once I've entered the re-entered the world, I can start dealing with challenges. Knowing that about myself allows me to create a routine that will fulfill that need. And maybe what I'm talking about here is how all of these smaller things add up to meeting the needs we have to get through the day, to get through our lives. You know, when we talk about needs, it's always like the big needs. It's always big, but the little tiny things add up into the big things. So if we're taking a care of the small stuff, then the big stuff might just take care of itself. That's a thought, isn't it? Hmm. 
The truth is, we're pretty good at dealing with the big things. I mean, we might go into big drama about it, but if if there's a, a car accident or someone becomes really ill or someone dies, it's right in our face and we know we have to act and we know we have to cope with it and we just do it because really there's no avoiding it. And it's not that we don't have an emotional reaction to it, it's that we just know that we have to cope and so we do. On the other hand, you could have a shoelace experience. Now, in my personal world, a shoelace will never break unless you're putting on the only shoes that will work with your outfit and you are running late. Then the shoelace will break. The shoelace will give you absolutely no warning and it will just simply snap. And there you are. And that is when most people just lose it over shoelace. But of course, a shoelace does not break in isolation. The circumstances surrounding it, being already late, being the only pair of shoes that go with your outfit, and who else knows what's going on around you, when that little thing snaps, that will send you off into a tizzy. And it's perfectly normal. It's also kind of funny because it's a shoelace. So it's kind of good to become aware of the fact that it's the little things that can make you nuts. And if you start paying attention to how you deal with these these seemingly small events, you'll start to figure out how you are operating in the world. Everything that is going on around us does come into our awareness. Whether we are really super conscious of it or not is another matter. Our subconscious picks up on everything that goes on around us and it starts building. Little things happen and they build and they build and they build until all of a sudden you're aware of it because it's big enough for you to see it. I'm not suggesting that you become hypervigilant and try to figure out every single little thing that's going on around you because that would just make you even crazier. But when something is making you uncomfortable or when it's not quite the way you like it or it actually annoys you, it might be time to stop and think about it. Not push back immediately, just think about it. Take a moment, if you're out in public, just sit down, or if you're at work, go into the restroom, and think about what it is that's making you irritable or uncomfortable in that moment. And then think about what you can do about it. Or if there is something that you can do about it, And then decide if you need to do something about it or if it's like, you know, like an itch, you can kind of scratch it and let it go or if it is causing you pain. If it's causing you actual pain and discomfort, then it's time to do something about it sooner than later. As I said before, if the sock had gotten into a position where it was causing pressure on my foot and it was making my foot hurt, I absolutely would have done something about it. As it was, it was just kind of a funny thing that was happening, and I didn't feel like I needed to fix it. But it can be easy to let little things slide that turn out to be important and have a great effect on you, and those need to be addressed. Toxic relationships can be very, very subtle. They can be like a sock slumping down. You know something's not quite right, but you haven't figured it out yet. You don't know if you should really deal with it or not. How bad is it? 
But if you let it go long enough, you're going to start feeling the effects, negative effects of that toxic relationship. So when something happens and it niggles at you, somebody says something to you and it makes you uncomfortable, stop and think about it. Is this good for me? Did they really mean to say it the way they said it? And again, I'm not talking about being hypervigilant. I'm talking about paying attention. Conversely, if something tweaks you and makes you uncomfortable, think about what that is And is it just your own reaction to it? Or is there something there? Is there a toxicity going on? And I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm talking about any kind of a situation where something is maybe going on and it's not hitting you right. Well, is that because it's really not good for you? Or is it just because it's something that you don't necessarily agree with? And if it's something that you just don't necessarily agree with, or it's not hurting you, do you really have to take action? Do you have to go and push back on it just because you don't like it? Is it something you can just let be? What I'm trying to get at is that there are things in life that seem very small, that we can just allow and we can just walk through them, let them let them be, not feel like we have to change them and make a big deal out of them. There are other things that happen that are very small that we need to take action on, that we need to make a change, that we don't want to allow to continue to be in our lives because they are not good for us. Learning to tell the difference is going to take practice It takes being present. It takes caring about yourself. It takes being aware that other people are not against you. They're just doing their thing. And if their thing doesn't coincide with your thing, well, okay, just remove yourself from that situation. We cannot change the outside world. The only thing that we can change or adjust is our inner self our thoughts, our feelings, our reactions and response to life. It's the only thing that we have any control over. And when we can understand that and start to understand ourselves and understand what it is that makes you uncomfortable and why it makes you uncomfortable, then you can decide if you need to take action or not. It's like my silly sock analogy. That was annoying. But it didn't hurt me. I got through the day. And honestly, I had a great laugh when I took my boot off, because the sock had actually come all the way down to my toes. And it came off with my boot because it had slid down that far. And it just made me laugh. I had a good time with that whole thing. Remember our definition of syndrome, a characteristic combination of opinions, emotions or behavior. In other words, a bunch of little things that come together that create a scenario or a situation. And it seems to continue for a while. What kind of syndromes do you have in your life? Where do you have a bunch of little things that have piled up on each other to create a situation? Think about that. Think about what might have happened if you had been paying more attention to some of those small incidents 
those small events, those whatever you want to call them, what would have happened if you'd paid attention a little bit earlier? Now, this is not about going back and say coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's not that. It's learning from the experience and saying, ah, if I pay more attention when I feel uncomfortable, it's often just a little niggle. And that's one of the reasons that we just go past it so fast because it goes bip and then we're on to something else. But if we can learn to slow down and pay more attention to those moments that hit us and not discount them, imagine how much smoother things might go in life. Again, and I'm going to repeat this probably for a third time, this is not about becoming hypervigilant. This is about simply monitoring your own emotional barometer. What's going on? How important is the, what's going on? Is it something that's going to drive you absolutely nuts? Is it something that you can let pass? And if it is something you can let pass, make sure that it's simply because it's not important to you and not causing you harm. I don't know if this makes any sense today. I'm just having a lot of fun thinking about my slumpy sock. The thing is, again, we cannot change the outside world. The only thing that we can work with is ourselves, our inner selves, our holy, sacred selves. And when we become aware of that, when we become aware of how much power we have to change the way we think, the way we respond, the way we react, the way we are in this world, the happier we're going to be, and the less often we're going to let something like a slumpy sock syndrome get in our way. Remember, you are a spiritual being. You are a soul with a body. You are a holy spark of light. I wish you a week of joyful insights. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.